I'm Christina May, the online pastor at World Harvest Church in Enid, Oklahoma. You're about to hear a spirit-filled message from our pastor. So grab your Bible, and if you're a coffee lover like me, grab a cup of coffee and get ready for a personal word that God has for you today. Today, uh, we're going to be wrapping up. I say wrapping up. I think the Lord has given me a message for next week pertaining to this. But for now, we are wrapping up a series that we've been in for this month of July called Real Voices. I'm just kind of curious, for those of you that's been coming the last several weeks, how many of y'all have enjoyed the series Real Voices? Anybody been enjoying the series? Been great. If you're visiting with us here today, what we've been doing over the last several weeks is we've had uh, two key leaders from the church sharing a 15-minute message. And so Tammy and I, we've been off uh, somewhat on a uh, time off. I've been out of the pulpit now going on four weeks, so I'll be back in next Sunday, and I believe it's going to be really good. Um, but today we're going to wrap up our series with two incredible speakers today, and I know that you're going to be blessed. Our first speaker up here that we have with us today is none other than Bud Labak. Many of y'all know Bud. An interesting note is Bud happens to be our eldest one speaking throughout this series, and so I'm glad to have somebody that's older than me speaking this month of July. So, but but a little bit about Bud. Uh, Bud and his wife Lisa have been married for 42 years. Woohoo! Awesome, 42 years. Bud has attended World Harvest Church now, he and his wife, for around seven years. And the role that Bud plays in my life that I greatly appreciate, not just because he's a friend, not just because he attends World Harvest Church, but Bud, for the last several years, serves as an elder here at World Harvest Church. He is one of the guys that helps oversee me, uh, brings leadership, brings ideas, and just helps bring uh, leadership to the church. Our philosophy here at World Harvest is this. We believe in a singularity of headship, but plurality of leadership. And so Bud is one of those guys that serves on our elder board. He drives truck for Sentinel Transportation. And if you ever want to know anything about trucking, see Bud. I got caught in a truck with him on the way to Red River a couple years ago. So I learned everything about trucking on that trip with him and Donald Dutcher. And so one thing that I learned about truckers is they drive the speed limit. That was the one surprise that caught me to the T, to the T. But uh, most importantly, Bud loves God passionately and loves people wholeheartedly. And so I know that you're going to enjoy Brother Bud. Our second speaker here this morning is a young lady that I have known for over 26 years. This woman has grown to be a very powerful and anointed woman of God and a voice, a strong voice to the generation that comes up behind us. Brittany Giuliano, she is our youth pastor here at World Harvest Church. She also oversees our missions and outreach, but she also serves on our executive pastoral leadership team here at the church. She's been here at the church for over five and a half years on staff. She is also our daughter our number three child. But let me mention this. Brittany does not serve as a, on a position on our staff because she is our daughter. She serves here because she has a tremendous calling and a very powerful anointing on our life to fill those positions there. So I just get the luxury of having a child serving with me in ministry. She's been married to Lenny Giuliano for over seven years. Is that right? Did I get that right? 
seven, five years, five years, five years in October, five years in October. That's what it is. So I tried to get Lenny to take on the Mendenhall last name, and I just couldn't get him to do that. So Brittany Giuliano is going to be our second speaker. And let me tell you, today, we've had some powerful Sundays, but this Sunday is just going to be as powerful here today. So first off, I want you to help me welcome to stage, Brother Bud Labock. Good to see you out here, World Harvest. Is everybody ready to rumble? <laughs> uh, like Pastor Brad said, we've been going through a series here. Have you, have you all just uh, really enjoyed this? I didn't know we had this many powerful speakers at World Harvest. But if you haven't been here for the last four weeks, we've, like he said, we just had people up here. But the Best part about it is we've given Pastor Brad and Pastor Tammy a much-needed rest, you know. We've given them time to rest up physically, mentally, spiritually, work on his suntan a little bit. He's a little bit too much white boy. we got to get that suntan on him. But when he comes back, I'll tell you what, you want to be here next week because I've been here after he's had a few weeks off, and he comes back fired up. But... uh. I'll, okay, let me stop a second. I saw some worried faces when I stood up here because a lot of people were like, dude, I've heard you preach before. There's no way you can preach a message in 15 minutes. <laughs> and you would be right, I can't. So I'm not going to be preaching a message this morning. I'm just going to be sharing a little bit about what's been going on here at World Harvest Church. Now, if it was a message, which it's not a message, okay, but if it was, I would entitle it, Get Real, okay? Get Real, because that's been our new mission statement for all of 2020. Taking, everybody say it together, taking a real Jesus to a real world. I mean, that's real to me. And I just want to share with you all a little bit. I don't know that we've uh, ever talked to you about where that came from, but it was 2019, and we were having a, a, a elders retreat or, or a leadership conference just here in the church. You know, we had all our leaders gathered together. Uh, where we're going with the church, different matters we need. And we got to talking, and one of our uh, leaders, a couple of our younger leaders, began to question our mission statement. I like our mission statement, okay? <laughs> loving God, loving the world, uh, loving God, love, loving people and serving our world. I, I remember that. I just choked up a second. But I like that. I, I like that because it was easy to remember, you know? When someone asked, what's your mission statement? I didn't have to pull out a piece of paper and start reading, losing about the second second. I could just pop it off. I liked it. But... You know, they were saying, what does it mean? Duh. <laughs> really? You don't know what it means? But they questioned it. Now, I'm going to tell you something, folks, about World Harvest Church. 
we like to have some diversification, you know. We like it from everybody. We're not an old people church. We're not a young people church. You know? We're not a black church. We're not a white church. We're not a Hispanic church. Uh, we're not a poor church. We're not a rich church. We don't follow a donkey. We don't follow an elephant. We follow the Lamb of God. And we listen to all voices. That's what we want because that's what God wants. And so... You know, if you'll remember when Peter's first message there at Pentecost, what he said, he, he, he quoted the prophet Joel. He said, in the last days, God was going to pour his spirit out on all men. He said, your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will have visions and your old men will dream dreams. And that's what, that's what happens in this. All they had to do was put that in. All they had to do was question it. And it was of God because a few months later, we had another leaders meeting. And Pastor Brad, I still remember this. I don't think he's really told anybody. But he came to that message and God had spoken to him. And God had given him a new mission statement for our church. And I remember he kind of eased it out there kind of questioningly. He didn't, I don't think he knew how it would be taken, but he said, you know, God has laid this on my heart. I want to throw it out here, see what you guys think about it. And then he said it. I believe God wants us to use taking a real Jesus to a real world. I'm going to tell you what, folks. There wasn't any thinking about it from any of them, the young ones, the ones who questioned before. Yeah, I like that. That's it. That's what we need to do. You see, folks, Jesus is real. And if there's one thing, when people see the real Jesus, people are going to grab onto the real Jesus. I love real, man. I'm just real. If you don't like it, I don't know what to tell you. I didn't like it be real. In fact, one of the best compliments I ever got uh, I was serving at a church, and one of the young uh, ladies at the church had written a thank you note for some, a gift we had given her or something. But in that note, she said, thank you for being real. And I kind of thought about that. Really? Is there another way? But you see, people want real. And when people get the real Jesus... They're going to latch on to the real Jesus. Just go back and look in the Bible. Jesus comes on the scene. People had had enough of religion. Do this. Don't do that. You can't smoke. You can't chew. Don't go out with girls that do. You know, it was just rule, rule, rule. And no one wanted to follow. And then Jesus comes on the scene. And he's just real. You know, and he starts preaching these sermons and, you know, I don't know if they were that all that died. I mean, he just comes on there. Blessed, bl blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are, are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek. That was it. And, and thousands and thousands of people would come and listen to the message because this was the real Jesus. They could see it. That, that, that's what they wanted. They wanted real. And they flocked to him. Just these simple, simple messages. The kingdom of heaven, like a farmer who went out into his field to sow seeds. That was it. And people loved it. You know, that's why I've loved this uh, series that we've had for the last three weeks. 
real voices. Because in this series, that's what we say. I did not know we had this much talent. Uh, people coming up here, and say, I, I, but it's just blown me away. If you've been here for these, uh, you'll know what I'm talking about. I mean, the first week we had Pastor Brad, who's always good, but then we had Tammy. I mean, I thought, I thought she was a led up preacher up here. I, I, I mean, I'd seen her around. I, I knew just when you know her, you see her leading worshiper just around. Uh, the Holy Spirit in her just jumps out at you. And then what does she do? She gets up here and gives us a message on what you put on the inside. That's what's going to come out on the outside. Just being real. Giving the real Jesus to the real world. And then, of course, we had, wow, the next week, we had Chris Tatum and Scott up here. And they were just, once again, sharing from their hearts. But dynamic messages, you know, just blew me away. I'm going to tell you all something. You're going to hear those guys again sometime. God's not through with them. God, they're going to be doing it. But uh, it was just uh, awesome. And then there was last week, okay? <laughs> we had the heavyweight tag team, <laughs> Michael and Jonathan, you know, Michael tell, tells a story about his two boys, you know. He said, when you see those two boys over in the corner talking to each other, you better watch out because something's going to happen. And that's the same way I feel about Jonathan and Michael. <laughs> you know, when I'm out here and I see those two in the corner talking, uh, I get nervous, man. <laughs> I go break that up because you don't know what's going to happen. But, but, it's re- but those guys spoke on love. Of all the things to speak on, you know, they spoke on love, and, and these guys know love because they were talking about Jesus. All they were doing was being real, and if there's one thing they are, and you could see all these speakers, they were real, and they were bringing a real Jesus to a real world. You see, when the world wants Jesus, God's put a heart uh, a God-shaped vacuum into every person. And that person's looking for something. And they're going to find Jesus. That's what they need to feel that. And when they see the real Jesus, they see us being real, not fake. Now, I hate fake. You can tell fake. <laughs> Y'all ever go to a buffet? This isn't in the message, but we'll just talk. <laughs> you ever go to one of those buffets and go to the dessert aisle, and I've done, and there's this uh, German chocolate cake. Oh, man, to die for, and then maybe this cheesecake, and you get it, and you go back and get ready to eat into it, you can taste it, and it's like, (laughs) that's not German chocolate cake, that just looked like it. And then from then on, you're not going to eat anything up there on their dessert aisle, no matter how good it looks. See, that way it is with a lot of people. You know, they've they've gone to church, and they've seen something that looked like a Christian, supposed to be a Christian, but then they took a bite of it. And and now they don't want, they'll go buy again. Oh, I don't want that. I've tried that. No, we got to be real. Because just like Jesus, folks, when we get real, they're going to take it in. You know, back, back to our, uh, our mission statement, taking a real Jesus to a real world. Me, I believe that was straight from God. I don't believe it's just a fancy uh, uh, 
a little quip to get people into church that a bunch of guys sitting around came up with. No, it's not a fancy slogan. It's a mandate from God. And God showed me that as I was putting this together because a lot of times if, to see him work, he has to turn, turn me around backwards to see what's happened. Yo, you were right here, and then I did this, and you got here, and then I did this, and I did this. You see, that's what he did here. Back in 2000, he, he stirred it up. And he stirred it up enough that he could get a message to Pastor Brad. Pastor Brad took it and gave it to us. Then we, we decided we're going to institute this in 2020 because 2020 is the year. You see, there wasn't a single one of us that knew at that time how jacked up 2020 was going to be and how much our world would need a real Jesus in a real world. But God knew. That's why it was right on his timeline. Isn't he good? Give him some love, folks. Give him some love. But you see, I heard one guy talk about 2020. He said, it's like being on a trampoline when you were a kid, you know, and you fall down and there's a bunch of other kids jumping on it and you try to get up. And about the time you get up, someone jumps and you do another flip and you just can't get up. For a lot of people, that's what 2020 has been like. You know, they try to plan. And we didn't know that, but God knew that. And God, let me tell you something else. God knows how he can reach down and pick you up and stand you on solid ground. Just read the Psalms. It's Jesus, not someone's version of Jesus, but the real Jesus. You got the real Jesus, you can get through anything. And you want to know God's real. That, here's the message. I'm boiling this whole message down to one thing. God is real. And he wants to have a real relationship with you. You can talk to him one-on-one. Uh, he wants to tell you things. He wants to guide you. He's interested in you. He loves you. He has a plan for your life. And that's why he has you in here today. Because you're his real voice in the real world. You see, God has a plan for each and every one of your lives. It's a magnificent plan. He said that in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do the good works that God has prepared beforehand for us to do. God's prepared, God has prepared a plan. He got a plan for your life. You want to know why you live where you live? If you prayed about it, you live there because God put you there because he knows there's some neighbors around you who he wants to see Jesus because he loves them. And that's why he put you there to be a real Jesus in your neighborhood. You wonder why you got your job? You wonder why God changed your job? You didn't want to change that job, but God changed that job. And you want to know why? Because he needed a real Jesus. There's people where you work. They've seen the fake stuff. They want the real Jesus. And that's why God puts you where you're at. Because he has a plan for them and he has a plan for your life. And see, all we have to do is walk in it. Just like these people who've been standing up here preaching. That's, what, that, that's all they did. And I believe as I look out here, we got a bunch more who could do this. But even better yet, we have a bunch more who can go out into your world and you can be a real Jesus in a real world.
You see, God's real, okay? He interested in you. He wants to be a part of your life. And you, the reason I know that, because he sent Jesus. He sent God so loved the world, he sent his only son into this world because he loves you. And you know, Jesus, he, he not only showed us the way to live, he not only taught us the way to live, but he did something no one else could do. Jesus gave his life on the cross for each and every one of us so that we could have our sins forgiven, so that we could be reconciled with a holy God. He who knew no sin, God has made to be sin for us all. And Jesus didn't do it because he had to, folks. Jesus did that because he wanted to. He, he did it because of you. You know, it says in Hebrews, for the joy set before him, Jesus went to the cross, you know, and, and he scorned the shame. And now he sits at the right hand of God. That's why he did it. But the great thing about that is Jesus did that, not only so you could have salvation, and it's easy as asking for it, you know. If you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, it says you will be saved. You know, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth one confesses unto salvation. And whosoever, that's you, whosoever believes in the name shall be saved. You can be born again, and when you're a new person, you can take that voice out. And not only that, he empowers us. When he went to heaven, he said, I'm not going to leave y'all orphans. I'm going to send back my comforter. I'm going to send back my power pack, and I'm going to put him in you so that you can go out and so that you can share the gospel. You know, each of you have a real voice. Up here, you've heard some good ones, but you got a real voice too. You got the spirit, and that's what we need to do. Go out. That's why 2020, God gave us this mandate. Not a fancy quiz, but a mandate. Go out and be a real voice in a real world. Get real, folks. Take a real Jesus to a real world. Amen? Let's pray together real quick. Heavenly Father, uh, I thank you so much for this time. I thank you so much for each and every person in here, Lord. Uh, those that you died for, those who you're just, the, that you've empowered to go out because there's so many people you want out there to come and to know your son. And I pray a special prayer for anyone who doesn't know right now for sure that they're born again, that they're right with you, that they would hear and see the real Jesus today and make that decision once and for all. Lord, we just most all love you with all our hearts, and we pray these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thanks again for listening. We hope that this message inspires, challenges, and fuels you up to take a real Jesus through real world. If you'd like to connect with us in any way, please go to harvestunit.com slash connect. Or if you'd like to learn more about us as a church, please go and check us out at harvestunit.com. We can't wait to share another message with you next week.